spiritual capital. What is this that can make you a son of God and out of God? Can it make you inherit the kingdom of God? Can it make you one of the favorable recipients of what Jesus Christ came to do? That is to save us. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I want to read from Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 to 18, 19. That will be the basis of our message today. Philippians. Maybe I can read my Bible, if you allow, sister. Uh, Philippians 4, 15 to 19. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be granted to your account. I want you to underline that. I want you to underline that. That uh, I desire that more be granted to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am humbly supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. Then I will read 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Dear brothers and sisters, with the time, today I'll be talking about the building spiritual capital. And uh, I want to look at three people today who are part of our society. A politician, a businessman, and a, a musician. These three people have a lot of money in their accounts. Because it is money that will make them thrive. But a politician, when the elections are nearing, you see them going to church. Some you see them going to witch doctors. A businessman who has money, capital, whether borrowed, savings, will see him going to church when he's about to start a business. When a musician is about to launch a hit song, you'll see him in his church. You'll see him even going to the uh, witch doctors. What are these people looking at? And I was trying to imagine what are these people looking at. And I saw them, they are looking for spiritual capital. Because this is what they are lacking. Either they have their spiritual account filled with evil, or their spiritual account filled with good. And today, my brothers and sisters, I want to invite you, as we go through how we can build our spiritual capital, to just be imagining my spiritual capital I have, what is filling it? It is full of evil, which is making me to stagnate in whatever I'm doing, which is making me not succeed in whatever I'm doing, or your spiritual account is full of goodness that are making you celebrate all through, making you prosper in everything you do, whether your family, whether your marriage, whether your work, everything. And I want us to look uh, along these roads. Uh, I was thinking about Philippians, and uh, if you read, or you read what I've learned today, it's like a testimony that 
Paul was giving about the Philippians. You read more about the Philippians, you realize they were joyous and thankful. They were very joyous in giving and thankful. And Paul had to do this later while he was in the prison. Because he had preached to them and they accepted the gospel. And when he got imprisoned, he had to tell them, yes, I'm happy within myself. I'm not writing to you to appreciate the gifts you have given me. I'm not writing to you because you sent some help to me through a, a servant of God called Evaraditus. But I'm writing to you to express my desire that I want to see your accounts, your spiritual accounts enriched or full. Uh, and I was trying to imagine myself, how many times have I received good things from people? And sometimes I can imagine that they are doing it because of a favor they are about, about to do to them. Or maybe I've done something to go, to go to them. But I'm seeing it now today that as you continue to receive favor from God, you are just enriching your spiritual account. How can I build my spiritual account? One, through our giving. One, through our giving. Paul was talking to the church in the Philippians about giving. Because giving is very important. If you read Acts 10.4, when Cornelius was visited by an angel, the angel told him that your prayers and your hams have infested in his, uh, ascended as a memorial before God. Cornelius had infested in his spiritual account. And you probably, God said, he could not allow people like him to go to hell. Because Cornelius was a servant of God, and he had infested a lot to ensure that his spiritual account is full. And now God was declaring to him, these are kind of people he cannot allow them to go to hell. He cannot allow them to perish. Hence, salvation abroad, not only to his house, but to the entire neighborhood. My brother and sister, I want to see that if you get blessed and you try to deposit the right things in your spiritual account, the blessing will not only to you, not only to your family, but also the entire neighborhood. Imagine yourself today you are in Canada. Maybe the prime minister is soft on us as immigrants. Let's start thinking about if somebody else comes who is not like the current prime minister today. Will he be a blessing to many immigrants like us? Will he be the Cornelius of today? So that as the Canada is being blessed, even others who are coming from far are also getting blessed. When we give, let us not just do it religiously, but with the understanding that it is not for our own gain. It's important to know that whenever we pray first and give our offerings to God, we benefit ourselves more than the church. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, when we plan to give to God, to our offerings, we are not doing it religiously like, God bless me. God bless me, God bless my family. No. That's not the essence of giving. You give with a whole heart 
with a whole heart. Uh, remember the biggest commandment that Jesus Christ gave is love. Love. And before I proceed, when you're opening an account, there's something very important and very unique called personal identification number. PIN or password. So the password to spiritual account is love. I want you to underline that. Love. Once you have it, everything can be important to you. As Paul told Corinthians. Paul wrote a letter to Corinthians because after they were told the gospel about resurrection, they thought that Jesus died and resurrected with them. So they never believed that there was a second resurrection that we are waiting for. That Jesus is coming to pick us who have invested heavily in our spiritual accounts to partner together and be partakers of his body and also sit together in the throne of God in heaven. But for them, they thought that if we have received the gospel and we know it, Jesus died and we died with him. We resurrected with him. So what else? What else? So he had to remind them that that was not enough. That was not enough. Uh, we do not help God but ourselves. When we give, we are not helping God, but also ourselves. When you do all this, you are building your spiritual account, which will give you spiritual strength in your life. So, dear brothers and sisters, one way of building our spiritual capital, accumulating our spiritual capital is through giving. And we have seen, we don't give to benefit the church but to benefit ourselves. Because this is where we come for spiritual nourishment. From our homes, we are able to take good food. We are able to do a lot of exercise. But remember, our hearts are yearning for this good service of God and taking bread, which is the word of God. You can only get it here in church. So when you give, you're only trying to energize, to revitalize, to make Church be able and be a good avenue towards enriching your spiritual account. Second thing is through prayer and fasting. The second thing you can do, you can build your capital, spiritual capital is through prayer and fasting. Every day when you rise up and spend an hour or two praying, know that you are pushing in the spirit. You are pushing in the spirit. Remember in Philippians, uh, Paul told Philippians that you petition God through prayer. Petition God through thanksgiving and all good things come, shall come unto thee. So when you are praying, you are petitioning God on particular issues or things that you want to do. You are telling God, thank you for doing one, two, three. You are also telling God, I'm also going through this situation. Kindly intervene. Kindly fill my spiritual account. So through prayer and the fasting, you are able to also enrich 
your account. You may need that spiritual investment more than you need money in cash. Some people may be struggling or trying out different things in life. And yet prayer and fasting may be the only thing they need at the moment to succeed. And that's why I said, when the politicians are about to go for elections, they have money in their account. They have social capital. They have people behind them. They have the human capital like the country. One of the indexes it looks at when it wants to, to, to know that we are doing well with our GDP. They will look at the human capital. How skilled our people are. So they think that you are doing well. But now, you see the same politician now walking. And even calling Pastor Hendrick, kindly pray for me. I'm about to have elections tomorrow. Please pray for me. I'm about to open a business tomorrow. I have 10 million, 10 million shillings in my account. And I want to start a business tomorrow. Please pray for me. Those are the ones who their spiritual accounts are full of good things. But some will choose to go at night to the witch doctors, kindly telling me whether I'm going to succeed if I open this business. Kindly telling me how many people are going to vote me in if I enter into this race. Those are accounts that are full of evil. They are spiritual accounts, but what is deposited in is evil. And next time I'll talk about flashing evil in your spiritual accounts after we build them. We sometimes go searching for things we imagine we need and ignore spiritual capital. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 that one, the horse is made ready for the battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Yes, we take a lot of time to prepare ourselves that I'm going out to do one, two, three things. You take 90% of your time preparing on what you want to do. And forget the existing 10% which is very important. Telling God, please intervene and make me win. Because victory belongs to, to him. You can have the odds ready. You can have yourself with the athletic gear ready to compete. But what will happen with that uh, starting gun goes up? Bah! Then after two or three steps you fall down. Will you make it? But at that point you need to tell God, yes, I'm ready for this. I've done my workouts. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. But victory belongs to you. Kindly help me win. You may do so many other things, but never forget that you need spiritual backing to succeed. Some people have no jobs, yet they are doing nothing about the situation. I wish they could use that time to build their spiritual capital. Most of us have no jobs. We take a lot of time taking one street, the other street from far end of it to the far end. Even mine included, myself included. But how many times do I take this spiritual constitution to just check a few clauses inside the Bible? We have no time. We have no time. We remember to pray in the evening when I, we get a call from home. You know what? Son is sick. Oh my God. Help me. Oh my God. That's the time you pray hard. But you spend the whole day touring town of Toronto. Spend the whole day. It would be better going to church to pray from morning 
to evening instead of just handling. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. You might be half for business, yes. But if you know you're just going out because you have nothing else to do, church has a place for you. Take yourself time to pray and fast and tell God this is what I want to be done to me. By that time you'll be building your spiritual capital. You will learn nothing by sitting at home. But when you pray, you will surely build your spiritual capital. Even when things seem to be well, you still need spiritual capital to sustain you. Yeah, you can be where you want, but remember you need some energy to sustain. This energy can only come from God. This energy can only come from God, my brother Alan, to sustain you to that level you are in. Many are times that we petition God to bless us with a certain thing. The moment you get it, we are there. And we start walking now in a different style. We used to call it academic angle, where you walk like this. <laughs> Why? Because you pray to petition God, please give me a good job, you are blessed with a good job. Now what you are doing? Time to hang out with your friends. Very few time to attend to prayers. And you have no time then to come to church. But the moment you lose a job, the first point is beyond that your works. Yesterday I was sacked. Kindly help me sustain. The next stop is church. Handy, tomorrow I'm coming to church. Please pray for me. I have no job. But remember you lost when you got there. A job. So we need special capital to keep us or to give us energy to sustain that level we are in. Praise God. At times you may have entered into zones that are monitored by angels or kingdom of darkness. You can find yourself in endangered zones without knowing. You get an invitation by your friend whom you have been with him together for a very long time for a party, for a badge somewhere. You find yourself now surrounded by darkness. At that point, now you need to check the level of investment in your spiritual account so that you can see, yes, I'm going to succeed. And it become an engine of light at that moment. These are times that are required to say yes. And the people make a difference. This son of God. This daughter of God. Who feel that they are the only ones allowed to be there. Most of, them, most of us have been in that situation. You go somewhere. Someone wants to dominate. Wants to dominate like no other way is there. So when all seems to be going on well in your life, don't become complacent. There is always a higher level for you to attain. Someone said that room for improvement is only a room that never gets full. That room for improvement will never get full. This room can be full. And we find ourselves looking for an extra space outside. But the room for improvement Spiritual improvement will be never full. Every now and then, you'll have an opportunity to help you again, to grow and to move to the next level. When I met Pastor through Alan, and I was introduced to Upper Room Ministries, I started wondering, why is it called Upper Room Ministries? Why is it called Upper Room Ministries? At that time, I'm sorry to say, I remember the in Busia. Busia is one of the monasteries between Kenya and Uganda. 
Those who come from Uganda, no. And those who come from Kenya, no. We have a supermarket called Mamuatoto. Down the stairs. Then upstairs, there were rooms for lodgings. So, uh, because of lack of knowledge, because of lack of knowledge, one of the truck drivers uh, got late and was not able to proceed all the way to Kambala. So he decided to have a rest at Busia. Uh, he rented a room just on top. First floor. Then Mama Toto's supermarket is downstairs. Him was upstairs. Then the wife was calling to find out how he's going. He told him I'm doing well. I was not able to proceed to Kambala. And I've decided to sleep here in Busia. Oh, my dear, where are you sleeping? So in Swahili, he said, Nimelala Jia Mamuatoto. What am I trying to mean? What am I trying to say? That our hearts have been full with evil. So the interpretation in the very first was, this guy was sleeping with Ale? Because he said he was... Yes. We will discuss prayer as a way of building spiritual capital in a separate <laughs> in a separate session with the time. Because it's really huge. Prayer and the fasting. Actually, they are the main builders of our spiritual capital. Because they are the ones that will make our minds not to think evil always. Like men, the way you do. Men, I mean you and she. And that's why God, God sent Jesus Christ. So that these people can be saved. You know, whenever I think about sin, I just ask myself, where did it start? Why is there sin? Adam and Eve had an opportunity to make us live sin free. They were given land to take charge and to manage. And there's that single praise that I like it very much in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. When Jesus, I mean, when God asked Adam, Where are you? Where are you? He never said, I'm here. He said, I'm hiding from you. I hand you come and I hid. Because I'm, ne I'm naked. <laughs> then he asked him, did you eat of the fruit that I told you? He never said yes. He said, the woman you gave me. Passage of blame. The woman you, you gave me. So I want to look at uh, the, the level of spiritual capital in Handam's account. He imagined for him, he was okay. Nothing was wrong. But because of this woman who has been given to him, these things are happen. Number three. By offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. That's the third way of building our capital. And I want to read together with me 
Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and a pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. My dear brothers and sisters, the other way of building our spiritual capital is by offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. If you want the fire of God to come into your life, then you have to offer your body as a living sacrifice. People who receive demonic backing go looking for evil powers to defile themselves. In the kingdom of darkness, the more you defile yourself, the more powers you receive. Contrary to this, more you sanctify yourself, the more power you receive in the kingdom of God. One tactic of the enemy is to make a Christian specially bankrupt by defiling them. So one mission that the devil uses is to ensure our spiritual account is empty. Spiritual bankrupts. And I was trying to imagine, how can I make my body a living sacrifice, which is holy and pleasing to God? And I realized that our body is a shrine. And every part of my body has a role to play. Has a role to play in enriching someone spiritually. What do your ears, I mean your eyes look at? Our pastor said, if you, have, you are here and you think someone is detracting from you, move away. Why? Because our ears, our eyes, sometimes can lead us astray astray, and make us not focus on what we are doing and reaching our spiritual account. Our feet sometimes they take us where we never intended to be. Our stomachs, we become hungry and we are ready to eat from any source. You are invited to any place and you go running because you are, that, you are hungry and you want to feed yourself. After feeding, what happens? Sometimes you might not get back to your food. Sometimes you end up inviting more problems than solutions. So, my brothers and sisters, we must allow our bodies to be living sacrifices, which is holy and pleasing to God. This is the uh, pledge, I mean the plea, that was done by Paul to Romans. That if they want to inherit the kingdom of God, they must be prepared to give their bodies as living, holy, and a pleasant sacrifice to God. For it is a spiritual worship, act of worship. A Christian who is spiritually bankrupt loses spiritual battles. There are spiritual levels that such a Christian will not reach. Yes. There are some levels that you cannot reach unless you give out your body fully to Jesus. Unless you accept that Jesus came here to die for us. And you must repent. And repentance is very key in flushing out evil deposits into a spiritual account. I will talk about it later. Not today. Because remember, repentance was the first word that Jesus Christ started with when he started his discipleship or his ministry. After he picked his disciples, the first thing he told them to repent because the kingdom is near. That was the first word that Jesus used. 
The same thing. We are told to repent. Always. We might have misused our bodies in a way. We must repent. So that it can become living, holy, and pleasant before God. And uh, Paul used very pleasing words in God's mercy. That's what we say in Swahili. I don't know how many of you know Swahili. <laughs> we ought to run away from everything that defies our bodies, souls, and spirits. Why fast for 40 or 21 days and then lose all the power received through the activities that defile us? Why spend every Wednesday in prayers in the evening? Every Friday in prayers. Every Sunday, 10 to 1, you are in prayers. But only for your body to defile you, to render you spiritually bankrupt. The Bible in the Second Timothy, chapter 2, verse 20, 21 says, In a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earthware, and some for noble use, some for ignoble. If anyone purifies himself from what is ignoble, then he will be a vessel for noble use, consecrated and useful to the matter of the house, ready for any good work. To be a vessel of honor, one has to go through sanctification. This process of sanctification at times demands that we don't do whatever other Christian is doing, even though they may be ministers. Ministers are challenged here. Yes, ministers are vessels to deliver the word of God, to enrich our accounts. But sometimes you're also invited to do your role. You're also invited to put some energy towards that. So that you don't say like Adam, this woman you gave. This minister who stands before us. This pastor you gave me. One cannot be sanctified and still suffer from stagnation. That's a plenty. You hope you are body to be living only under a pleasant sacrifice. Then you cannot suffer from stagnation. You must succeed. You must get to that room of improvement that never fails. Be a carry of fire of God by allowing him to sanctify you through and through. When you do so, doors will open. As in the case of Peter, when the prison doors flung wide open, as the angel of God led him out of the prison. Amen? Amen. Number four, through prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry is very dynamic, and one may receive a personal prophecy or the word through preaching and declaration. Jesus told his disciples that they had been made pure through the words he had spoken to them. So Jesus spoke to disciples. Jesus told disciples because he was preparing them. Remember Jesus stayed here for around 33 years. Slightly above 33 years. But only three and a third years he spent doing evangelism and walking around with disciples, teaching them and even taking time with them and the crowns ministering to them. Why was he doing them? He was giving them power. Because by declaring his word, 
By declaring his word, then the people will be healed, people will receive salvation, people will be ready to inherit the kingdom of God. So, ministries are very important. Whenever you sit and listen to servants of God preaching, those ones they speak are words of life and the spiritual capital that is being impacted into your heart. If you read Ezra chapter 6, verse 14, the Bible says, And the elders of Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Angai, the prophet, and Zachariah, the son of Indo. They finished the building by command of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Andaxas, king of Persia. So these elders of Jews built and prospered through prophesying of Angai, the prophet, and also Zachariah. So today, we can enrich ourselves through listening to preachers. As I said when I was starting, you listen to Brother Ibrahim. You listen to Pastor Andy. You feel like, yes, I just want to hear more. Why? Because my account is being enriched every now and then. There was a time when Jews tried to rebuild the table of God. But the opposition they faced forced them to stop. They did not stop because they lacked materials or money. But because there were forces stopping them from building the table. The end the materials they had the money, but they could not continue building the table because they lacked spiritual capital. We can be strong even to achieve our own goals here in church. And we say we want to get our fund to help our members, sisters in transport when they come into church. Many of us might be having millions in our accounts. Many of us might be having very good ideas but we don't, we don't achieve that goal. Why? We lack the spiritual capital that will help us unlock and tell me, brother, your $10,000 is required. Your $2,000 is required. Please give. The rebuilding of the table, however, was activated by the prophetic minister of prophets, Angai and Zagaria. When they prophesied, they released that spiritual capital that was required to break the resistance so that the table could be built. So it costed that prophecy of succession, prophecy of success from Angai and Zakaria for them to feel, yes, we can do it. Concerning this, you need a prophet to prophesy over your life and speak the word of God to you with power and authority. My dear brothers and sisters, I want to get, you, get this one clearly. There are people who are visited to tell you, if you are not careful, tomorrow you are going to die. The, the world is coming to an end in 2025. These are not the prophets I'm talking about. These are prophets who are prophesying the word of God. Remember, we have our destiny with Jesus Christ. That is coming to pick us and have time to celebrate with him. Three and a half years just above there. Above here, celebrating. So we have an date with destiny. 
So if a preacher, a minister tells you so, he's prophesying to you. Not the prophets of doom. Hosea 12, 14, and by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, was he perceived? Was he perceived? So, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. You know, whenever I, 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 I read about Israelites, Israelites are representatives of many of us today. God has good plans for us, but we keep on resisting. We keep on resisting. Remember when the good news was broken to them that God is about to deliver them from the hands of power. And they agreed to move out. On the road, when they started seeing some small challenges, they started complaining. This Moses, you took us from Egypt to come and die in the wilderness. This Moses, this Moses. And God was keep telling Moses, move on. Move on. Because he had great plans for them. Remember when they were approaching Red Sea? And they looked back and see a troop sent by Parao. They lost hope. And they cried. But it costed a word of Moses through God. Enter into the ocean. Just by lifting his and it happened. Israelites were brought out of Egypt and preserved through the wilderness by prophetic ministry. When you honor and connect with the anointing, that anointing can build your life, business, and destiny, and it can activate what is dead in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the last thing I want to talk about today is the word of God. This is the fifth item required to build spiritual capital. The word of God. You read John chapter 4, is it 14? Oh, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, there was the word. The word was with and the word was So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. This is Acts 20, verse 2. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, richly in all wisdom, touching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Those are words to Colossians by David, I mean by, by Apostle Paul. So whenever we proclaim the word and we listen to it, it helps us in building our spiritual capital. And I was asking myself, why do we need to build this spiritual capital all the time? Why do we need to build spiritual capital all the time? I've talked so much about Paul. Because to me, Paul is one of the guys who were converted and who used their youth to defy God. But they were to be used by God to reach so many churches. And that's why I so much uh, like that verse 
in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, that I've fought good battle, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith. These are words by Paul when he was about to die. And he was talking to his brother, Timothy, who is his son in faith. And to me, I normally take that one as an encouragement. And I want to invite you, my brothers and sisters, that our spiritual capital is being built. Let's imagine that one time we will stand and look back and say, what have we achieved all through? People who have succeeded in businesses do regular reviews. After six months, they sit down their employees and they ask ourselves, where are we as a business? Are we still on track? Are we still making profits? Are we still ended to making losses? Why? Because they want to see where they have gone wrong so that they can correct. Where they have done right so that they can improve. The same thing, we are invited to do like that. So as Paul was confessing, one time that he has passed through many battles, including being saved when he was going to kill people in Damascus, being put in prison because of this word, Living, earning living from making tents. But all along, he has been able to be successful and have his spiritual account full. So he was happy that he has finished the race and he was able to keep the faith. So us, when we are seated here today, when we try to look back, what can we see? Which areas are we not doing well that we need to improve? What areas that we are doing well that we need to continue doing and even help us as a source of strength to move on. So my dear brothers and sisters, that's what I want to invite you today. We think about as we go home. Let's think about that. If today I was to give an account of my life, what kind of history will I write? If today I was to die, do I die like that philosopher who said, if you live, never live like you never die. If you die, never die like you never lived. So always endeavor to make a mark in living. And the mark I'm talking about today is enriching your spiritual capital. Is enriching your spiritual capital. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this afternoon with a lot of gratitude. Father, you have done a lot to us. You have blessed us in so many ways, O oh Lord. Father, you have blessed us with families. You have blessed us with businesses and so many things that, Father, you cannot count one by one. But because of grace, which is sufficient to all, that of your, Father, you have been able to do good to us. We thank you, Father, as we even continue to maintain about our spiritual accounts. Father, let's allow good deposits into our spiritual accounts. That, Father, one day we shall never be strangers in the throne. That, Father, one day when your Son Jesus Christ comes, Father will be on his right hand. We pray, Father, for the word to settle in our hearts. Build in our hearts, O oh Lord, and be light and guide unto our lives. In Jesus' name. We need to pray. Amen. Amen.